Hi Fashion Heinz, uh, this is McKenna and I'm going to be talking about the story of Abraham and Isaac and the love of God. And I know um, obviously that is kind of a hard concept to grasp in the story of, you know, God, the loving God, the all-knowing God, the all-seeing God, the God who created everything for him to command Abraham to kill his own son. You know, that's a little hard to grasp, but I, I will go into it a little bit after I explain just the story of Abraham and Isaac. So the story is found in Genesis 22 verses 1 through 19. So Abraham, we know, um, he's the first of the, you know, three fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Abraham really has a lot of faith in God. So Abraham um, and Sarah really wanted a child. And to their surprise and happiness, God promised them a child. But they were waiting for so long that they, you know, kind of messed up and thought they could, you know, help God a little bit by Sarah giving one of her servants to Abraham to have the child with. You know, they were just like, okay, let me help you out a little bit, God. Um, but, you know, that wasn't God's plan. So even later in life, after his first son, Ishmael, was grown up, God gives him his son, Isaac which means laughter. Abraham really, really wanted him, so I'm sure he cherished the moments they had together. The son whom he loved, I'm sure he gave him a lot of attention. So God then decides to test Abraham, and he tells him, and I'm saying this word, word for word, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. That obviously, must have been very shocking. I can't even imagine his reaction to what God just asked him to do. But you know, Abraham, you know, Abraham, it wasn't really an ask, it was do it. And Abraham is very obedient, so he did it. The next morning, can you believe that? The next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey and he took Isaac with him. He took two of his servants and Isaac. Uh, yeah, and it took three days to get up to the mountain and everything. And I'm sure there was a lot of stuff questions going around in Isaac's head like where's the burn offering because he did ask that later I mean it's three days it's hard to avoid that question for three days or you know I think as the days go on I'm sure Isaac was really contemplating like what is going on here I would <laughs> you know when they reached the place uh Abraham built an, an altar um and they arranged the wood on it and everything and then he bound Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood like, what? Isaac didn't even struggle. He didn't say, no, dad, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> no, I, I just can't imagine. It's, and I'm sure the Bible would have included if he did say this, but it didn't say anything about struggling or refusing. It just shows how much Abraham's attitude and mannerisms rubbed off onto Isaac. Abraham reached out um, his hand, took out the knife, and he was about to kill Isaac. Um, but the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham and he answered and the angel told him not to touch Isaac and I'm sure that must have been the best words Abraham has probably ever heard in his life. Then they looked over and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket or a bush and they used that as the burnt offering instead. Hooray! So now that you know more about uh, the story of Abraham and Isaac, it seems, it may seem a little bit confusing if you don't understand why God did this. So basically, this is a great example of God's love. I know that might seem a little 
weird to say because he um he told Abraham to kill his the son that he loved the most to listen to this just like in the story of Hosea God showed him what it was like to love someone who doesn't love you back and the people of Israel turned against God and you know those are his children so he felt terrible just like how Gomer uh, was cheating on Hosea and didn't care about him. So in this story, it's just like that. God was showing Abraham what it was like to sacrifice his own son. It's really hard to describe the feeling of losing a child without giving birth to one. The best way I can explain it is this. Say you're a writer and you've been sending your books to different agencies for several years now and they've all been rejected. People have been telling you that no, you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. But you keep trying, you keep trying, you keep trying. And you've been praying to God, like, oh my gosh, God, please, this is what I really, really want in life. And you keep asking God, you keep asking God because you know this is what you really, really want. And finally, it happens for you. Someone finally says, okay, this book is actually really good and we're gonna publish it. And we think that it's probably gonna be a bestseller book. So you get really excited, obviously. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is a dream come true. And the day before the agency or the, the company is gonna release the book to the public, God tells you to drop the deal. You'd be very confused, right? You'd be devastated. And you know that, that, that God has said this. There's no doubt in your mind that God has told you to quit the partnership with the company and tell them to not send out your book and everything. That would make you feel terrible. Like, oh my gosh, Lord, you gave me this and now you're gonna take it away for no reason, no explanation. Um, that's as best as I can explain it, but make that 10 times worse because it's a child. Sometimes you might even question God because sometimes you don't understand why he does things or um, why you can't get something or why he's not speaking to you because you know, that's really frustrating at times, it is. The Bible explains a lot of these things so well. So in this story, God is showing us how he's looking, he literally sacrificed his only son to die for us, to die for our sins. And let me tell you why. Both Isaac and Jesus are beloved sons. Um, you know, like how it says it in Genesis 22 verse one and Matthew three verse 17. Both of their births have been long awaited. For Isaac, it was his parents and for Jesus, it was basically the whole world who knew about uh, this new coming king. And they were born in miraculous circumstances because Jesus was born by a virgin and Isaac was born after uh, Sarah was in very, very, very old age. She was not supposed to be able to have children. So another connection was both sons carried wood on their backs. That is one of the main instruments in, you know, their death. Another one is Isaac was very willing to die, not even knowing why, he was just so willing. And just like Jesus was willing um, in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was talking to God, asking him, um, if there was any other way, but he, you know, eventually was like, you know, I want your will to be done. So they were both willing to just obey their fathers. Abraham represents God in this because um, he's the one who has to sacrifice Isaac. And that's, that's a big task, a task that I know, I know hurts. When God told uh, Abraham to uh, sacrifice his son, he said, the son whom you love. And just like hate is a strong word, love is a very strong word too. So that, the hurt in his heart, I can't even imagine how he must have been feeling. So if, if an earthly father who only has two children um, can feel so much hurt, imagine how terrible and how much worse it must feel for God 
to give up his only son 